Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another blissful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I am your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 152. This week's message is suffering for doing good. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining once again for another blissful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. And I am your host, Timothy Bell. Uh, another wonderful and grateful week that we are having and experiencing. And the mindset to say and to confess that it's another wonderful and blissful and grateful week. Now, grateful, what do I mean by grateful? To be grateful to be alive, to be grateful, to be received of another day. Another opportunity to go forth and make a difference in not just that of your life, but in the life of others that you may touch by sharing the gospel of Christ. And you say, Brother Tim, Brother Tim, Brother Tim, why it's always got to be about sharing the gospel of Christ? Why it's always got to be about sharing the good news of Christ? Why it's always got to be about sharing the word? Because as a disciple of Christ unto God, that is your number one assignment. That's your number one assignment. To bring forth the good news of Christ. To bring forth the word of God. Through that of Christ. Amen. That's why we are disciples of Christ. For glory unto that of our Heavenly Father, our God. Now we are blessed to be in the midst of another day. And now I'm not gonna get don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Let's not get twisted about the matter. Because we still have Horrible things going on around us. Right directly at our doorstep. Within our very homes. The place that we dwell. That is supposed to be our safe haven. That is supposed to be our place of, 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 of refuge for that of ourselves and that of, you know, of our families. You know, that we, 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 we are, to, are supposed to be or either be able to protect ourselves or have at least some kind of safety, some level of safety and refuge in that of our own house. Amen? But my brothers and sisters, there are things that are taking place throughout this world, not just in this country, not just in your state, in your county, in your city, in your town, in your community, in your server, in your, in your, in your neighborhood, in that of your home, but I'm saying throughout the world. There's things taking place. So I can get it and I can understand that some will say, well, man, I, I, I'm i sorry. I just, I don't see it being a blessed day right now. You may have some things on your mind, some things weighing heavy down on your heart. You may have witnessed another life passing. You may have witnessed some hardship in somebody's life that has been devastating. There might be a lot of things that you have witnessed. 
And whether you have witnessed those things directly or indirectly, meaning that you were firsthand right there seeing it take place, hearing about it, or whether you heard about it through a third party, you know, second party, you know, over the news, uh, you read it, or, you know, you seen a video or whatever. To you, it still was devastating. To you, it still caused you to pause in that of your day. But my brothers and sisters, I say to you, if it caused you to pause within that of your day, what went through your thoughts as you sat and paused? Did you give thanks to God for you being in a blessful state? Now you say, well, bro, what are you, what, 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 what are you going with this? What are you talking about? Look, I'm not trying to be inconsiderate to those who are going through and those who have gone through, I'm not trying to be inconsiderate unto you for you taking a moment to pause and give some respect to those who have passed or those who are going through. But what I'm saying and what I'm getting at is this. In your midst of pausing and dawning on what has taken place or what is taking place, did you give thanks? See, I'm probably going to lose some of you right there because, see, I shifted. But did you give thanks? The word says that we are to enter his courts with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with praise. So, now, that doesn't mean that just when we're having a good time. That doesn't mean just when things are going our way and we're receiving the blessings that we've been waiting so long to be receiving them. No. The word says to enter his courts with thanksgiving, to enter his gates with praise. The word also says to pray without ceasing. Be not anxious of anything, but in all things with Come on, people. I, I, I shouldn't have to spell it out. I shouldn't have to read it word for word. Come on, we know by now. Now, and then also, also let me let me let me let me back up a second and let me let let, let me bring it to you at another angle and say this. Yes, we go through. Yes, we deal with some things. Yes, we're facing some things. Challenges are constantly knocking at us. Life issues are constantly just picking us up and, and twirling us around, sucking us up and spitting us out and, and doing all kinds of things to us. But in the midst of those things, are you still giving thanks? Are you still giving praise? Are you still grateful? And some of you will probably say, well, bro, you know, hey, I, I, I ain't going to lie. You know, I, I, it's, it's been a couple minutes, man. I, you know, I wasn't thinking like that. And I get it. I get it. Because you were in the midst of a situation. And the last thing on your mind was praising. The last thing on your mind was giving thanks. Because you're like, why? How could this have happened? God, how did you allow? Oh, <laughs> See that, that? See, I had to pause for a couple of seconds there when I said it because I, I know that I hit home for some of you because we do do that. And 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 and, and, and in some regards, it's not that 
we're showing any kind of disrespect unto that of our Heavenly Father. But come on. We let the flesh, we let the physical man respond a little bit too many times to situations and circumstances. Matter of fact, that, that, that physical man is the first responder. When he should be the last. Or he should be not at all. But we're human. Are we not made of flesh and bone, skin, blood sucking through our veins and our arteries? A fleshly vessel carrying a spiritual being. So yes, that fleshly vessel will speak out and speak up and do some things out of turn sometimes. Undisciplined sometimes. Unaware sometimes. Ignorant at times. But people, let us understand this. It doesn't have to be that way. Even when this takes place, God still stands there with his arms open, waiting to forgive. Let us understand, obedience is better than sacrifice. To show gratitude for the little things God honors it in a big way. Because see, for those who show responsibility over little, God would entrust them with much. So if you are sitting and, 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 and you have a little bit that you're in charge of, you, you have a little situation or you, you have a little circumstance, But to you is not little. To God is a speck. To God is so small that if we had to recognize it with the human eyes, we couldn't. See, that's how small your situation is to God. But then again, He will handle it and respond to you as if it's a major you know, as as it's a major it's a major problem. As if it's like the end of the world. Because that's how much you mean to him. That's 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 how much he cares and, and, and cherishes you. Although he looks at our situations and he looks at our troubles and he looks at our problems and he sees the challenges. It's been small. And if we could just take a second, if we just had a second to view things in that of his eyesight, we could see that what he sees is small. It looks like a speck. And until the human eye, it cannot be seen. But until God is seen, it's just that it's small in comparison. 
to how we perceive it in that of our physical discerning. So, today, we receive of this message. We have numerous things going on around the world. Halfway around the world, there's things taking place that are affecting us right here in our very homes. Indirectly, we're being affected. But see, brothers and sisters, we don't have to allow these things to take control of our lives and Manipulate us into doing things that we otherwise would not do. And you say, well, bro, Tim, you know, I don't know, bro. You know, I, I, you know, hey, look, I ain't gonna lie, man. There's some stuff going down around here, bro. You know, got me. I don't know, man. I, I might start doing some things differently. You know, I may have to get hardcore on some things. Well, you know. When you say hardcore, I hope you're talking about you're going to have to start doing some serious spiritual warfare. I hope you mean that you're going to start bucking, bucking down and, 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 and getting into some serious prayer worship. I hope that you mean that what you're about to do is get in your closet and you're about to earnestly cry out to God. That's what I'm hoping that you mean. And not that you mean that you're about to go out and do something. That's going to get you into some kind of legal trouble. Brothers and sisters, we say, you know, oh, we got to hit violence with violence. But do we always really have to do that? Is it feasible for that? We're ready to do unto others as they do unto us. We overlook the part in the word where it says, But vengeance is mine, thus says the Lord. Okay. And see, we totally leave that part out. We don't think about that sometimes when it comes to getting back at somebody that's hurt us. Because in our thoughts, we're like, No, I'm going to take care of this. No, I'm going to get them the way they got me. Matter of fact, I'm going to get them even better. They ain't going to know what happened to them. They just that, that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that. You know, we just go on and on and on. Now, let's be fair about this. I've been in a situation before. I've been in numerous situations where my mindset did go along those lines. And I thought to myself, okay, what would be the best way to get this person back? I thought about all kind of ways, schemed all kind of thoughts, all you know, all kind of stuff. Just thought, you know, I do this, I do that, yeah, 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 yeah. Just some off the chain evil stuff, you know what I'm saying? But my brothers and my sisters. What does that put your spirit? What does that put you before God, our Heavenly Father? That puts you before Him in that of shame. And now you're walking in that of disobedience because the Word says, thus, you know, the Word says, 
Vengeance is mine, thus says the Lord. So why are you trying to seek vengeance? Now, there are those who will say, well, you know, the law is the law and the law says this, this, this. True. True. And if someone is doing wrong, they're brought before the law, and the law finds them guilty, then the law finds them guilty. If they have done that which has been in wrongness of the law, meaning that they broke the law. Now, I'm not going to get any further into that, into our legal system. I'm not going to go into any further than that, because that's a whole nother can of worms. I mean, that that that's a whole nother container of worms. And I'm not talking about a small you know, Tupperware container. I'm talking about these huge, big ship-over-the-sea type containers. Okay? So I'm not going to get into that. But I touched on it to make a point of this. If it's wrong in the eyes of the law, if it broke a law, then yeah, you should be punished, or he or she should be punished. In the eyes of the law, that's justice. But that doesn't mean that you go out and get your own justice. Oh, well, you know, the law ain't going to find them right. The law ain't going to find them guilty. The law, the law, the law. And sometimes, yes, you know, things don't go down the way that we anticipated them. Or things don't happen in the way that we felt that they should. But see, we need to understand. That's the law of the land. But see, we got a, we, 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 we got a higher law. We got a greater law. We got a manipulant judge, a sovereign judge that at the appointed time, justice is going to be done. And you say, well, you know, I ain't trying to hear all that right there, you know, and this, that, and other, whatever. Justice is going to be done. Amen. Now, yeah, maybe. There's a possibility you might not be around to see it, but justice is going to get done. Now, I shifted into that to go into this. Let us be mindful of not just what we say, what we do, but let us be mindful of our thoughts that we have of one another and towards one another. Let us be mindful of what we allow to be laid upon our hearts concerning another person. Because as disciples of Christ unto God, we must be mindful of our hearts. And we must try and do all that we can do within that of our powers and authority to present ourselves with that of a pure, cleansed, and upright, righteous heart before God. Now, it ain't easy. You know, temptation is temptation. Temptation is going to be there regardless what. You can walk a righteous life. You can live a righteous life. But that doesn't mean temptation is going to stop visiting you. Because you're living a righteous life. That just means that you have gotten to the point where you have learned how to be more contained in that of Christ. That temptation does not bother you. It does not tempt you. It does not urge you to do anything anymore. But that doesn't mean that temptation has gone away. That doesn't mean that the urge to do wrong has gone 
away. It's just that you have gotten stronger within that of Christ. And you have learned to allow yourself to operate through that of Christ and that of his strength. But my brothers and sisters, I'm not going to wander on and wander on today. I want to bring the word before you and I want to get it before you quickly today. Suffering for doing good. You see, because a lot of us, a lot of times we say, man, why am I, why am I getting in trouble? I'm doing what's right. At least I'm trying to anyway. You know, and it seems like every time I'm I'm doing what's right or every time I'm trying or putting forth the effort to do good, then something come on me and it looks like I'm I'm catching hell. It seems like I'm always catching, it seems like I'm always in a situation. It seems like always circumstances that are not good always get me caught up in bind. And now I got this going on, that going on. I don't reach my hand out to help this person. And now I'm catching the blow of what's going wrong. I'm tired of helping people because every time I help somebody, I get the short end of the stick. Every time I reach out to, 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 to console somebody, then I'm getting in trouble. I'm suffering for trying to do what's good. I'm suffering for trying to do what's right. I'm suffering for being the upstanding person. I'm suffering. And my brothers and sisters, it goes on and on and on. And and we'll get to a point and get to a certain time in life that we say, okay, enough is enough. I'm no longer going to reach my hand out to nobody. I'm no longer going to try to console anyone. I'm no longer going to try to spread the word of God. Because every time I stick my hand out, I stick my neck out, it seems like I'm almost getting it chopped off. My hands get dirty and I'm blamed for something that I was trying to do right. So we stop doing good. We stop consoling people. We stop showing compassion. So sooner or later, we're no longer sharing the word of God. And we say to ourselves, well, you know, if I just stay right here in my lane. And then anytime I come to an intersection, I'm going to let y'all do what y'all going to do. And then when I have a moment, then I'm going to go past you. Or I'm going to go through this intersection. I ain't going to try to jump out there and beat this beat this person and beat that person. No, I'm just going to wait for you to do what you're going to do. Then I'm going to go ahead and go about my business. Because if I do it that way, then that's, I'm going to be less involved in what you got going on. I'm going to be less likely to reach my hand out to help you. I'm going to be less likely to open my mouth and say something. And then that way my thoughts won't lay upon what is going on with you. But see, what does God say? And how would Christ handle that situation? Now, my God, think about it. That moment when Christ walks up, and it's a blind man right there. 
Now, if Christ would have just, <laughs> man, I ain't got time for you today, and walked on, what would that put? What would that put him in the eyes of believers? What would that put him in the eyes of that of his disciples? Where would that put him in the eyes of that of the Heavenly Father? Thy God. Because see, part of his assignment wasn't just to come and hang on a cross so that our sins would be forgiven. See, there's a whole lot more to it in that. See, and I know that we'll get, you know, and no disrespect to the preachers and the, the pastors and the deacons and, 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 you know, all those who come forth and bring forth the word of God and, and speak about, you know, the forgiving of sins because Christ died on the cross. No disrespect, but it's more to his assignment than that. There's more to Christ's ministry than that. He didn't come in a form of a human to just hang on a cross and forgive sins. He came for more than that. And we keep trying to put him in this little this 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 little image of him hanging on a cross and, and we wear crosses around our necks with the figure of Christ hanging. Have you not heard about the resurrection? Have you not heard about the third day when he rose? So why are you still hanging crosses around your neck with him hanging on it? He's no longer on a cross. I'm sorry, I didn't. I, I'm busting your bubble, but you know, hey, reality, wake up, receive it. Now, a cross is a remembrance, a remembrance of Christ. A cross, hear me clearly. But a cross with the image of Christ hanging on it, a lot will defend that and say, oh, well, you know, that's the image of Christ. You know, he gave his life. You know, he surrendered his soul. He said, yeah, I get you. I understand where you're going with that. But I'm sorry. I have a different understand. I have a different receivance of that. Yeah, I would have received that to start off with. But knowing, my God, knowing after the fact of knowing that there was a resurrection, there was a raising of Christ, and Christ took the rightful place next to that of the Father on the throne, then so I look at the image of him on a cross and like, wait, hold up. If I'm holding that, then how, why, how, I'm still trying to remember him as being on the cross when he's no longer on the cross. And I know there's symbolicness behind and I get, you know, so, hey, do you. You feel me? Do you. And if that helps you in some kind of way, then do you. But let us receive Christ for what he is. He's the son of God and he's victorious. 
So we're sitting here and we're supposed to be disciples of Christ. Now, granted, we're not the original disciples, but we are descendants of disciples of Christ. So that makes us disciples. And then once we pick up that of the cross, we carry our cross, we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we are disciples. We go forth and deliver the word unto someone. We are disciples. We lead someone to Christ. We are disciples. So as a disciple, now I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. As a disciple, we can't turn our backs on people. But then we will no longer be disciples. Now, there is one occasion and there's one, there's, there's, there's one occasion on a certain situations. Yeah, I said situations. <laughs> that we can turn away and walk away with no disregard. And that's on a situation to where you're bringing forth the word of God and they are not receiving. If they do not receive, then at that moment you shake off your feet and you leave their presence. You leave their houses, you leave their homes, you leave their village, you leave their silly their cities. You leave them. You're no longer responsible for their soul. That's one situation. And as far as I know, don't me. Now, if I'm wrong, then let me know. But as a disciple of Christ, now see, like I said, hang with me because I'm going somewhere. Now, the point that I'm trying to make unto you is that regardless of what someone has done or they are doing that does not fit your fancy, Oh Jesus. And you get all up in your feelings. And you you know, I I I just I'm not gonna have anything to die. I'm just not gonna talk to them anymore. Because see, they said something. And you got all up in your feelings. You I mean you got all up in your feelings. You got so far up in your feelings. That you smelled your own breath. That's how close and deep you got up in your feelings. But to see, this is the funny thing about it. You totally forgot that you were a disciple of Christ. You high and mighty churchgoer, strong worshiper, strong prayer, you're a prayer warrior. But as soon as someone drops a bomb on you, you get up in your feelings and then you no longer want to. You're no longer a child of God now. You're no longer a disciple. You're no longer witnessing to anyone. You're no longer spreading the good news of Christ. Oh, you know, girl, that that person right there, you know, see, um, yeah, they did me wrong, girl. They, 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 uh, hold up. How many times have you done wrong to God? How many times have you turned your back on God? How many times have you not listened to Christ? How many times have you read the word, but then you, we can go on. I mean, Girl, really? You really want to do that? 
But then yet this person one time, one time, and God don't forgive you how many? God don't left his arms open for you how many? Okay. But see, you'll say, well, bro, you know, what about loving people from a distance? I, I, I didn't say that you had to be right up on them. To, sh- to, 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 to share the word of God. We, we are in a technology age right now. You see, what, ain't nobody sitting down writing no letters no more. <laughs> ain't nobody getting no hand cramps no more, trying to, trying, to, trying to send some message to somebody. Licking the envelopes and, and stamps and, and, and taking time out to go to the post office. And nobody doing that no more. If you is, then you don't let me know what, what world you're living in. What part of the world you at? Because they're not nobody's doing it no more. We got Facebook, Instagram, autogram, metagram. We 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 got WhatsApp, he apps, who apps. We got everything now. One out of every five human beings on the planet got more than one mobile devices. So you ain't got to be in nobody's face to share the word of God. See, I'm catching some of you right now. You ain't got to be in, 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 the, in their face. So you say, okay, they done did me wrong. Okay. You know, girl, I ain't going to say nothing to them no more. I'm going to just, you know, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to, girl, I'm not going to even text them no more. So because they did you wrong, you're going to stop sending the word of God to them. Because they did you wrong, you're going to stop sharing scriptures. They did you wrong. They didn't do God wrong. Oh, but no, you know, anyone who offends me, they offend God. See, we take things a little bit too far. We read too deeply into some stuff. They offend your flesh. They didn't offend God. They didn't offend the word of God. They didn't call God out of his name. They offended you. And then really, if you look deeper into the situation on how it went down, they really truly didn't offend you. They just said something that you didn't want them to say to you. That's bottom line. Bottom line. They responded in a way that you didn't you didn't want them to. And you got your feelings hurt. Or you you helped them out and you expected them to do a favor for a favor and a favor for the, you know, that that I scratch your back, you scratch my mic, that 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 kind of thing. And then when the time came when your back was itching, they didn't scratch your back. So you got in your feelings. And so now you want to totally disallow them. Well, I 
I go back and say what I say. How many times you don't been forgiven? When God don't bless you, but then you ain't turn around and bless God. Well, you say, how you, how you, how you bless God? God is God. God got him. God got, he can do, he can. You bless God with your praise, with your worship. You bless God with your thanksgiving, with your honoring him. You bless God showing gratefulness. And that of your humbleness to honor him and that of worshiping him and, and praising. And in, and, in, and in that of, of, of prayer, that's how you bless God. But now, you know, he, he don't did good for you, but now nah, you, you ain't did for him. He don't did good for you, but then, you know, you can't speak of his great name. And share his great name to others and say and show how good God has been to you. Now, don't get me wrong, because see, while I'm seeing this, I'm thinking to myself, okay, how many times have I possibly received blessings and I didn't thank God properly? How many times was I saved from a bad situation and I didn't properly give praise to God? See, we get caught up in our feelings about the little things that another person do unto us. But truth be told, if God got caught up in his feelings every time we did the little things that we do. Really? That's why we must release things. We must detoxify our spirits. We can't have these spirits on us like that. And see, that's why the word says that it's impossible to please man. Why? Because man is too sensitive to get in his feelings. <laughs> You'll do and say one thing one minute and then they, they are in their feelings about something. Oh, you know, Swan's a good man. He's a good man. You know, he's an upstanding citizen. He did this good. You know, he came and helped my family. And when, you know, and then you slip and say one word and they might be Oh, I ain't like the way you, you gave me praise. Or I didn't like the way that you said my name. Or I think you should have said that better. Or, dude, I just got finished basically praising you. I just got finished basically lifting you up high. And, and you upset because it wasn't enough. Oh, I didn't come, the words didn't come out right. Or I didn't say it enough. Dude, really? People of God. Oh, Jesus. This thing, this thing, this thing about feelings and getting in our feelings a lot. This thing about being hurt because we're doing good, but then we get hurt and then now we want to stop doing good because we're suffering. Mm, my God. What happened to Moses? Moses was doing good. Moses was delivering the message like 
God told him to, and instructed him to. And each time he was getting turned down, each time he was facing some things that Pharaoh was unleashing. And each time he'll go back to God and say, well, this, that, that. Now, now this is the thing that kept me about this whole thing right here with Moses and God and Pharaoh. Because, see, God knew what Pharaoh was going to say and what he was going to do before he sent Moses to him. God knew it. God knew that Pharaoh was not going to release his people. God knew that Pharaoh was going to decree and declare this and that and so on and on and the other. God knew that. If you read close in the word, it even says in the word that he hardened his heart. At one point, it says that in the word, that he hardened his heart. And he hardened his heart for what reason? So that God can show that he was God. Oh, come on now, y'all. <laughs> Jesus. But what did Moses do? Moses never gave up. Moses was suffering. And, and, I mean, come on now. Come on, y'all. I mean, we, we, we know Moses had to be like, man, all this going back and forth. God want me to do this and and, and Pharaoh, you know, he, he being stubborn, don't want to release the people. Man, do he not know who, who he dealing with? Oh, I got to go back and tell God. Oh, man, God ain't going to want to hear this right here. Whew. I got to go back and tell him Pharaoh's being stupid once again. He ain't listening. He won't take it. He won't listen to reason. He won't hear. He won't heed warning. Man, I don't want to stand before God. Man, last time I stand before God, I couldn't even look at him. His glory was too much. I couldn't look at him. And then coming up on holy ground, people of God, can you imagine Moses going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? He endured. And you say, well, there's no suffering. There was suffering. He suffered. Jesus. But he didn't give up. Noah. Suffered. But he didn't give up. He suffered ridicule. Shame. He was blamed. He was cursed at. People probably throw stuff at him. People probably denied him and denounced him. All kind of things. Called him crazy. Stupid. Ignorant. Just come on. You can put your imagination to other things. Put your imagination to what Noah probably went through. And tell me he didn't suffer. But what did he do? He still persevered. He did what he was told to do. He followed through on the vision given unto him by God. Suffering for doing good. 
And at the end, he was blessed. Moses, at the end, he was blessed. So people of God, let us not turn our backs on our fellow brothers and sisters. Because they may have did something to you or because you're suffering from something they did. You're suffering because you once at one time helped them or tried to help them. Now you're suffering. So my brothers, my sisters, I say to you, continue. Continue your journey as a disciple. Because there's a, there are many sufferings that are going to come. And if you allow one simple little small thing to deter you, then you will not, you will not withstand what is to come unto you. Because for those who are called come great responsibility. And that's why God will purge people out of your life because he knows that they can't handle it. They can't handle what you're about to become. And not just who you're about to become, but they can't handle what you're going to have to deal with. They're not going to be able to handle it. And that's why he will purge people out of your life. And you'll be like, well, I don't know why so-and-so did me like this, such and such and such. God is purging people. And putting the right and, and putting the right people in your life because he knows who will and who will not handle it. He knows who and will and who will not be there for the long run. And I will say this just because someone leaves. That doesn't always mean that they couldn't handle or that they would not be able to handle what was coming. It could be that their season was up and God had elsewhere for them to be. Amen. So be mindful when you speak about people. Keep your mouth off of some things that you are not privy to. And God did not give you to speak on. Amen. Now, we move on with today's message. This, you know, suffering for doing good. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your guidance. I thank you for your patience and your love, most of all, because I know that I have not been the blissful disciple. I know that I have not been upright and righteous before you constantly through my journey. I know that I have not been that good and wholesome, righteous disciple. My thoughts have not always been good and upright before you, unshamed and blemished, nor have my deeds and that of my desires upon my heart. Father, today I come before you on not just my behalf, but that of my brothers and my sisters in Christ. I pray because we are all going through in our own ways. We each have our own life issues 
and circumstances have brought forth situations that are causing us to suffer. And in a lot of times, we're suffering not due to our own hands, but from the hands of others because we have reached out, or we have opened up our hearts, or we have laid down the welcome mat. And now we're suffering because we have done so. And we're almost about to throw in the towel. We're almost about to give up our souls and stop being a disciple. Father, hear thy servant. For thou knoweth my words. Let there be comfort for your children. For those who pay honor unto you through that of discipleship unto Christ your Son, Jesus. We seek to do right and to, to bring you glory at all times. There's times that things will take place and we don't always we don't always bring you glory. We might bring you shame. And it's in those moments of shame, Father, that we step out of your grace, your mercy, and at least in our minds we think we are. And we think that we're not bringing you glory. We're ashamed to be called a disciple of Christ. We, we, we're, ashamed, we're ashamed to be called your children. Father, we thank you for your forgiveness, your mercy, and that of your grace. All this shown unto us, we're, we're not worthy. But I pray unto thee, O oh Father, that your children may know your forgiveness and truly understand that they are forgiven. That they may know your mercy and truly be able to be resting in comfort in that of your mercy. That they may know your grace and truly understand the sufficientness of your grace. That they may know your patience and truly understand the reasoning behind your patience. That they themselves are patient. And that they may know your love that they themselves truthfully will love. Oh, Father God, that's just simple in my words I pray today. Praying for my brothers and sisters in Christ to be aware, to be knowledgeable and understanding in that of the forgiveness that you've shown unto them. The patience and the love. And that they will honor you and uphold that which they have committed to and being disciples of Christ unto you. This is my prayer. This is my petition. My words come forth 
and I know it is being done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Blessed thee, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Suffering for doing good. Finally, all of you, be like-minded. Be sympathetic. Love one another. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened, but in your hearts, reverence God. Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. <laughs> but do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak modestly against you, oh my God, against your good behavior, and Christ may be ashamed of their slander. You know, that's a good point. That's a good, oh my God, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. It says, it says, Let's go back. It says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for your hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak malicely against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Wow. Gentle, respect, clear conscience. That's what the word is saying. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation 
my God. See, y'all not getting this right now. See, and, and, and I'm, I'm pausing because, see, as I said earlier, there was more to Christ's ministry than just him going to hang on a cross so that we can be forgiven of sin. It says right here, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient a long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah. While the ark was being built. <laughs> oh my God. Hmm. Yes, Lord, yes. Jesus. And it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism. That now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Now, see, y'all thought I was just speaking outside of my mouth. But see, the word says right here. I know it's not easy. To do unto others in that, in the way that God desires to do. In the way that is loving of Christ. I know it's not easy. Best believe me. I know it's not easy. Trust me when I'm saying unto you right now. My brothers and sisters. It ain't easy. See I'm not just someone who's sitting behind a microphone. In a room somewhere. Bringing forth and spitting the word of God. And just speaking and speaking. No I am living. Life. And so I know what life has to offer up until this point. Now, I still got quite quite some years to go. Quite quite some years. You know what I'm saying? Quite, 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 quite some years to go. You know, I'm going to speak long life on me. You see what I'm saying? But the point that I'm, I'm trying to make is up until this point of life, I have lived life. Long enough to know that life is life and things will happen. Meaning that the good and the bad will come forth. You will be a part of a situation. You might even be the cause of the situation. You might be even part of the solution to the situation. But either way, you're going to know about the situation. <laughs> people of God. 
let the situations, troubles or problems, challenges or attacks, however you want to name it, however you want to label it, however you choose to speak it, don't let it get the best of you. Don't let it cause you to be wavering in your faith. Focus and obedience. Because see, those three things make up your commitment that you have given to God concerning the assignment laid upon you for his kingdom. So we we, we get upset and so that we, we start to lose focus because somebody did something to get us upset. So now we, we don't lose focus. Then we begin to start getting wavering in our faith because, you know, we just believe ain't nothing going to be right because everybody, you know, that we don't try to help and everybody we don't try to do good to and everybody we don't show our goodness unto has did some wrong to. So now I'm out of my faith as to being, there going to be anything good. That God is going to, you know, that there's going to be any goodness that's going to so now that leads me to the third thing of that commitment is that now I'm walking in disobedience because I have chosen not to bring forth the word of God and that which has been laid upon my heart to do. Whatever that may be, that could be in singing, that could be in writing music, that could be in writing, you know, writing uh, uh, scripts for a play that bring forth God's word, that could be writing book. That could be a hundred things. It all is associated to whatever God laid upon your heart concerning an assignment for his kingdom. And you allowed yourself to be thrown off course. You lost focus. Your faith is wandering, wavering. And now you're walking in disobedience because you say, I'm not going to do it. So now you no longer have, you no longer have a commitment unto God for that which he has assigned unto you for his kingdom. Loss of focus, wavering in faith, and walking in disobedience. Your commitment is no longer holding value. So right now, here we are, my brothers and sisters. This is what we can say concerning these things. This is what we can say. This is what we can say. I will stay committed. I will not allow anything or anyone to cause me to lose focus. I will stand steadfast in that of my faith, and I will not be waived. I will walk in obedience even in those moments where it will hurt. And if I feel that I am about to walk out of disobedience, I will cry unto the Lord for guidance and sustainment. Thus my commitment unto that of my Heavenly Father, my God, will stand strong in the covering that I have made in the name of Jesus. That's what we're going to do. We're going to recommit. We're going to reconfirm. Because see, if you remember 
quite some episodes back, you know, I spoke about starting a day with giving thanks to God for having life and the witnessing of that day coming forth. And then you speak over your day, speak over your life, and then as you go through the course of your day, you reconfirm. Because see, the devil's going to come at you and he's going to challenge you in what you have said. So you have to take that challenge and say, you know what? No, I reconfirm what I spoke. This, this, that, 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 in the name of Jesus. People of God, it is, it, I'm not sitting here and I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm going to sit right and tell you straight. I'm going to give you straight, straight, straight up truth. It's hard. You feel me? And sometimes you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail at, 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 at reconfirming. You're going to fail at speaking in the first place. I'm going to be screwed up with that. You know? Because see, my reasons for being screwed up with you is because of this. If you know up front, then you won't be blindsided. And you can't go along and say, well, you know, Brother Tim made it seem like it was all just, you know, honeys and milk and, 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 and uh, milk and honey and cookies and cream and no. No. Everybody know that milk sour. And even honey go bad. And cookies get stale. So it ain't gonna always be good. You feel what I'm saying? So right now I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters, what I'm saying, what I'm saying. I'm saying that don't let things deter you. Okay, you reached your hand out to help somebody. You got hurt. You knew it was a risk. At least you should have known it was a risk that you could get hurt, whether it be a long time hurt or, or, or temporary. You knew there was a possibility. You knew there was a possibility something could go wrong. So in that moment of realizing that, at least like I said, hopefully you did. You can say, okay, Heavenly Father, this person, yeah, I'm praying about it. See, and I'm hoping that's what you're doing before you commit to anything. Pray about it. Heavenly Father, I know the situation that's going on with so and so and so. They'll come to me for help, they'll come to me for guidance. Father, I know no more than what you reveal to me. I know no more than what you give unto me in vision. I'm not seeking to be a prophet. I'm not prophesying unto anyone other than speaking other than that which has been laid upon my heart to say. And in helping brother so-and-so, helping sister so-and-so, I come to you because I'm sensing that there's going to be some risk and me moving forward and choosing to do this or do that or help this person out being involved. Father, I'm asking for guidance. And if it's okay for me to do this, help me to see the risk coming, to be prepared so that the shock is not great, the effect is not devastating. 
It will not cause me to waver in that of my focus, my faith, and walk in disobedience in that of my commitment unto you for that of your kingdom. My brothers and sisters, and you say, well, you know, but, but bro, I do pray. Be pacific, man. Speak that thing out there. If it come across, speak it out there. Ask God about it. Lay it on to it. Because, see, this is the thing. We have not because we ask not. We know not because we seek not. But, see, if we seek, we're going to find it. If we ask, it, it's going to be received. If we not, the door going to be open. But we got to do it. Yeah, we can pray to God, you know, what some was considered to be a generic pray. You know, Heavenly Father, bless us, Lord God, fulfill thy need. And yeah, he know what you need. But speak on that thing. I have something going on with me, and I, I really won't call it a project. But it's something that I've been looking to do. That helps me to transition into the next chapter of my life. And I'm really strongly desiring to do this. And I am I'm 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 nervous about it. I even had some some thoughts of fear about it. But I have quickly released that over to God because I say, okay, well, anything is bound to happen. And it will happen regardless whether I'm doing this. Whether I take on this. Life itself is a chance. It's risky. And I'm looking to make a major purchase, but I have not been able to make that purchase yet. And it's not that I don't have funds. It's just that every time I'm going to make that purchase... Every time I thought that I may have found what it is I needed. You know, and I say, okay, let me go lay my eyes on this. And so I can really get a look at it. Because, you know, pictures, things about pictures, it can go it can go either way. It could it go under the race. You know, because people say, you know, pictures tell a thousand words. They do. They could tell you a thousand words in a good way. Or they could tell you a thousand words in a bad way. <laughs> it just depends. But there's nothing like being able to physically lay your eyes on something. Especially when you allow yourself to be led in that of discerning of the spirit. You will go. You will lay your eyes upon it. The spirit will speak to you. Will guide you to what to look for. Will help you to see what otherwise would not be seen because you're looking in that of your flesh. I'll say that again, because you're looking in that of your fleshly discerning. And then we'll help you make a judgment. A judgment decision on yay or nay. Maybe I'll consider it. And that's what I have done. And I have had some some nays. <laughs> oh man, I've had some nays. I've had some nays. 
And I've had to turn down those things because I said, nah, nay, nay. And there's been some I was like, yeah. But then something didn't go right. Whether it was paperwork or whether it was this or that. And I have been encouraged along the way. I've had, you know, those tell me, you know, hey, don't be discouraged. Hold your faith. God has got, he's got the right thing for you. He knows what you need. And I have spoken. I have even, you know, my brothers, my sisters. You see, I know what it's like to be discouraged. I know what it's like to step out and then be disappointed. I know what it's like to have faith and believe, okay, this is going to be it. Or, yeah, I'm going to help this person. And okay, all you know, goodness is gonna come from it. And you say you see the warnings, but you know, you 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 overlook them. You say, No, I feel that this person needs, and you do it, and then what happens? Some bad things happen. You got hurt, and so now you blame that person, but you can you really blame them? Or is it yourself that you can blame? Or are you trying to blame God? Helping someone is just like investing. It's not 100% that you're going to get a return on your investment. It's not 100% that there's no risk. There's not going to be any bumpy moments. You know, it's not 100% to be a sure thing. That's the same thing with helping someone. It's the same thing with bringing forth the word of God. You don't really truly know the outcome. That person could say, you know, that person could turn around and badmouth you. That person could turn around and say, I don't want to hear you. I, I don't, I, 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 you don't know. But you go in faith. Understanding that there's risk. And that no matter what the outcome. There's always going to be blessings. There's always going to be blessings. And you say, okay, well, what's the blessings, brother? What's the blessings? Even if there's risk, and I, I get caught up in one of the risk, and it, something happens. The, the blessing is this. In the eyes of God, you did what you were supposed to do. That's the blessing. And God's going to honor that. That's your blessing. Now, we don't always think like that. We don't always receive it like that. But that's the blessing. my brothers and sisters that is letting me know that i've come to that moment in the show to bring forth the spiritual food for thought and the spiritual food for thought for this week is for the eyes of the lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer but the face of the lord is against those who do evil once again spiritual food for thought for this week for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, 
and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, my brothers and sisters, I have mentioned this scripture in part numerous of times when it comes to different things that could be going on in your life. And, you know, we, we, we sit back and we don't do anything. We sit back and think that the Lord doesn't know and that the Lord does not want to help. The word says it right here clear that his eyes are on the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. Now, there's another scripture that says, you know, in a different, um, uh, in a different book, in a different version, it says that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cries. Now, my brothers and sisters, really, truly, just to really sum it all up, the Lord sees, He knows, and He hears. He's waiting. For you to open your mouth and say something. Now just because he hear and he see. He's waiting on you to say something. You see what I'm saying? Well, God, you knew that was going to happen. Why did you do something? Might not have been meant for God to say something. Might have been all part of his plan. So that he can show himself God. See. <laughs> mm, my God. Do you not remember the the, the 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 situation with Pharaoh and Moses? How Pharaoh was stubborn and just didn't want to do. The word says that he hardened his heart. It says that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. So God can show himself God. And what did he do? He showed himself God. He did that which was spoken to be done. He did it. There's a lot of times that things will take place because God can get the glory out of it. So that God Will get the glory out of it. See, y'all not hear me what I'm saying. Things will take place sometimes because, and in a way, so that God can get the glory. And so you think that is for use. This is really not, truly not for you. Not all the time anyway. But it's for those who are wondering. Those who are spectators, you know, you might say, and they're looking to see what's going to happen. And so God will show himself to be God. Jesus even brought this forth on the time when he went to raise, went, went to call Lazarus from the grave. Heavenly Father, I know that, 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 that. he went on and on and on. He said, but not for me that I ask of this for you, but for those who See, and I'm just paraphrasing because that's not exactly how he said it, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You know, I mean, you get the point. You get the gist of what I'm trying to say. So now here we are. And we're thinking to ourselves, okay, well, so 
I should suffer. Suffering for doing good. And what does the word say? The word even says it. The word says right here. Let's go back. Let's go back to what the word says. Here go right here. The word says, For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Would you rather be suffering because you're doing good than to suffer because you're doing evil? Because see, look at it like this right here. Because if you're suffering to, because you're doing good, that means your end outcome your outcome in the end is going to be blessed. It's going to be blessed. But then if you're suffering because you're doing evil, then your, your end outcome is not, is not going to be blessed. It's going to be more suffering. Amen? Some are all parts of this week's message is quoted from 1 Peter 3, 8 through 22 in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from 1 Peter 3, 8 through 22 in the NIV. For more encouragement throughout the rest of the week, go over to the Facebook Look for us as Encouragement Daily Blog, also on IG as Encouragement Daily's Blog, and on Timber as Encouragement Daily. We're also on Twitter as Encouragement Daily. Listen in and tune in to, you know, tune in so you can listen into our podcast, which is on anchor.fm, and we are on there as Encouragement Daily Podcast. Once again, that's Anchor. .fm Encouragement Daily Podcast. I thank you for your blessful, blessful prayers and your support. I also thank you for that of your patience each and every week to be receiveth of the message and your time that you give, you allow that you can be receiveth of the message. And that's regardless of whether you're listening to it at whole you know, at one given time, or that you're spacing it out a little bit here, a little bit there. As long as you're getting the word, amen. As long as you are receiveth of what is coming forth to encourage you, keep you motivated, we strengthen you, refuel you, and instill the knowledgeable wisdom of God unto you in the name of Jesus. My brothers, my sisters, this is the purpose of this podcast. This is the purpose. Amen. Encouraging all through that of the word of God. From the word of God. Amen. Listen to Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, once again. Thank you, Jesus. This has been really blood. This has been blessful to me. Because... You know, I can I can witness to this firsthand about suffering for doing good. You know, you're, you're doing good, and, 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 and 
in the midst of doing good, you're suffering because you're doing good, you know, and, and, and some of us that deters us, that causes us to lose focus, it causes us to um, lose faith, and it causes us to denounce God. Sometimes it, it does do people like that, and they begin to walk in disobedience. And so now your commitment becomes null and void. And your co- your covenant is the same thing. So my brothers and sisters, don't don't allow yourself to become like that. I'm saying stand strong. Okay? Be aware that it's possible of this happening so that you know when the moments come you are aware. Always pray to be in discerning of the spirit and not discerning of the flesh. Because the more you try to figure things out in that of the understanding of the flesh and try to see and perceive things in that of the carnalness of discerning, you're going to miss it all the time. You know, and and that's not just the things that you need to be seeing, you know, when it comes to being privy of, but then also blessings. You know, we, we in, in the midst of some of our situations, we're missing blessings. You know, and God has no provisional blessings that are right there for us. But in the midst of us going through hardship and, and, and situations and troubles, we don't see it because we're so focused on the hardship and the situations and the trouble. That we're not in, you know, we're not focused, focused. And that meaning that in discerning, stand prayed up so that we can keep our minds clear, that we can keep our hearts pure and stay focused and stay in discerning of the spirit and not of the flesh. I remember saying one time that if I've missed anything, let me know that I've missed it. I pray for discerning and not that I that it will be just just shown to me, but that I will know when it's been shown to me. And then I will know what to look for. I will know that it's been shown to me because I will see it plainly and I will have an understanding that it is what it is. It's there to benefit me. It's there to bless me. And I can say that about this one thing that I got going on, this one thing that I'm trying to go ahead and complete so that in moving on into the next chapter uh, of my life's journey, I'm doing, you know, and on the lines of what I need to be. And I was looking at one listing and I went to go view that listing. And there was a few things that stuck out that stood out to me. Uh, because you know I had been doing my research and I knew what to look for and and I knew that if I came across these things that I should turn away, that I should walk away, that I should not pursue in 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 in, in any kind of purchase. So I'm looking and I see, you know, see one thing that stood out and I said, okay, okay, that ain't that bad, okay. Seeing another thing that stood out, I said, okay. Then I started seeing some serious things that kind of raised some flags and I was like, ooh, okay. Seeing another one, flag number two. Seeing another one, flag number three. And the only reason I went that far is because I, 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 
you know how we try to get things to benefit of the doubt. We try to say, okay, well, you know, maybe it's going to be better. Or maybe, you know, it's not that bad. So we see it, and then we start investigating into it a little bit more. You know, we start really giving it a closer look. So, you know, I'm looking at this unit, and I'm looking at it. I say, okay, this look like this, that, that, and another. And so I'm trying to take a, and get a better look at it, take a little bit more time to actually look at what raised the flag that, you know, to me. So that I can see if it really truly is a bad flag. Um, and they were bad flags. So, you know, I said, well, in order for me to take this unit, I will have to take it at this. I can give you an offer of this. Person counteracted my offer and I said, okay, well, I, can, I think I can fairly meet you there. But I still had some reserves about some things. And I still needed to kind of allow what I found to kind of really marinate in my spirit. Because although there were flags that I should have, that should have prompted my walking away, I also was like, okay, is it doable? And then, you know, my situation and my timeline and all these things I was looking at. So I said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to totally write this off. I'm going to say, okay, look, let me get back with you. You know, I got what I need. And, you know, I'll let you know, you know, what's what. And on the ride back, I thought about it, meditated on it, thought about what I prayed for, see my answers and what I prayed for. And just thought about it, you know, and I said, looked at the, you know, the evidence and looked at the information that I had and, and I made a decision. And my decision was to turn it down. Now, <laughs> the interesting thing about this is that from that moment on until now, my mind has reverted back to that particular unit. And it's been like, yeah, you know, this one right here was the, 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 this and that and another. It's still available. And I'm like, wow, it's still available. And then just as I get that thought, just as my mind revert back to that, it's like the Holy Spirit says, boom, but remember, you've seen this, this, that, that, that. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, I did. So that means that you need to steer clear of that. I'm like, mm, yeah. And so I go on. Then next thing you know, my revert back to it again. Then they go to the Holy Spirit, right? They'll say, hold on now. But, but Tim, remember, you've seen this, 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 that, and other. I'm like, wow. And each and every time, it's like the Holy Spirit is, is, is pointing out each and every one of the red flags and sometimes two at a time three at a time and saying no but you remember you seen this and remember what it says if you see this and then I'm like wow okay and then I said okay yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna revisit that and I let it go so my brothers and sisters what I'm saying is that let us be mindful what we allow to 
allows us to be thrown off track. Let us not get thrown off track to where we, we lose focus. Because we'll reach out and think that that is what God has for us. But if we don't allow ourselves to be, and if we don't pray for discerning the spirit, and then go a step further and say, okay, Father, I pray for discerning the spirit to be discerned and to be attentive and aware of things that I need to see that I otherwise would not see because I'm looking at that in my carnal vision. But not only that, but allow me to know that these are guidelines. Allow me to know that these things are there to help me to make a decision. And let me not shun those things that I see that have been shown to me, but let me receive them with understanding, knowing why they're being shown to me so that I can act upon it. Thank you, Jesus. But my brothers and sisters, going forth let us be let us be this way let us conduct ourselves in this way you know the word says suffering for doing good we you know we we worry about doing good we worry about suffering because of doing good but don't let the suffering cause you to not do good to not be good don't let the suffering cause you to be the one that the lord turns his face from because it says in that same scripture for the you know spiritual food of thought, it says, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So you don't want the Lord's face to be, you don't, you don't want the Lord to be against you. Amen. So that's going to do it for me this week. Um, that's my time that I have allowed. And uh, just a recap. For more encouragement throughout the week, you can visit us over on Facebook as Encouragement Daily Blog, IG as Encouragement Daily's Blog, Timber as Encouragement Daily Blog, and <clears throat> Twitter as Encouragement Daily Blog. Our platform for our podcast is hosted by Anchor.fm, and we are there as Encouragement Daily Podcast. So that is anchor.fm encouragement daily podcast. And if you desire to reach out to me, uh, if you want to share some information with me, or if you just want to say hi, um, or if you want to, you want to invite me to an event that you're hosting or, you know, to any type of show or anything like that, uh, if you want to invite me or you just want to give me a heads up that something is, you know, is taking place. You can do so via email. And that email is encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. That's encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. Now, in relaying that to you as a way to contact me, there's two things that I ask of as I always ask, the first thing is, is that in sending me content, please send me wholesome and pure, godly content. Anything other than that, anything that is, you know, that is not along the lines of what 
the podcast is about, I will not pay attention to it. I will dismiss it. And I definitely will not respond to it. And you you may you may get blocked. <laughs> you know, it's just that simple. So be mindful that anything that you share, you know, that you, you know, you send over to me, make sure that it's wholesome. Make sure that it's pure. Make sure that it relates to what the show is. And um, that is godly. Because if it's anything other than that, like I said, you know, I'm not going to going to receive it and you can wind up getting blocked the second thing i ask of you is to be patient if you have emailed me or you're considering emailing me to just reach out to me or you want to share some content or you want to share your journey um, of how you've stayed faithful and also you know how you stayed in faith and also you know uh the strengthening of that of your hope in the, in the lord um, or if you were, you know, wanting to reach out to me to invite me to any type of programming or to um, invite me to an event that you're hosting and you want me to be a part of it or whatever, um, please be patient in waiting for a response. Um, I do have a number of other things that I have in the works other than doing the podcast. And so my attention to those things as well as into the podcast is a little stretched out. So I'm not always quick to respond to emails, meaning that, you know, if you email me, I'm not going to respond back to you like within a minute, a few minutes, an hour, a few hours, uh, a day or two or something like that. You know, it may be a few days. So I say be patient is what I ask of you. Then also with courtesy, and with kindness, shoot me a kind reminder, you know, email me, you know, follow up, you know, and just kind of say, hey, you know, I'm just touching bases with you again, you know, um, per my previous email, I was inviting you, da, 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 you know, whatever, but just, you know, kind of, you know, send me a reminder. Um, and I will respond to you as quickly as I possibly can, okay? Um, I do view my emails, so don't think, oh, you know, he's one of those guys, you know, you know, he'd he say he did something, but you don't, you don't look at his email. No, I personally look at my emails. Personally. So, you know, like I said, these are the only two things I ask of you, is that you keep it, keep it relevant, keep it pure and clean and wholesome and that of God, and be patient and waiting for a response. Amen. Um, so with that being said, you know, that's going to do it for me for this week. Um, I thank you for taking your time to be received of this week's message. And I pray that it has been a blessing unto you and that everything that God has spoken is speaking into your life or over your life will work out as he has spoken in the timeline of that which he has given and that you will see it be manifested. Because see, his word is going to go out. It's not going to come back to him void. But I pray that you will see it being manifested.
you will see it being manifested and that you will be a witness. And not just seeing it, but you will be a witness saying that this happened and that happened by sharing the goodness. Amen. Continue to be a disciple. Don't let the suffering cause you to stop doing good. Amen. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. May God bless you. May the rest of your day be continuously in goodness and wholesomeness in that of the Lord. And may the rest of the week be more the same. Until next time. Stay healthy and be safe. <laughs>